In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy, who's just trying to run a small business, is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. Buddy, there you have it. Another prescient artist, Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, singing about how we all desperately need a better man. I mean, after this week, between Biden and his crew and Trump and his crew, we're all just looking for a better man. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that song was released in the 90s, and it was. A little known fact that was one of the first songs Eddie Vedder ever wrote, wrote it when he was in high school. So it was it was developed in the 80s. And one one thing that's little known about Eddie Vedder is he was one of the original sweat hogs. He yeah. was uh he was uh with Horseshack, right? Well, I, Horseshack. I that may be right. I'd have to go back and look, but I I it may be right. This is David Pridham and Brad Sheaf. Pridham and Sheaf. It's got a nice ring to it, doesn't Sheaf and Pridham? It's got a uh a nice ring to it. Uh we're here each and every week. We're taking you through the week that was and the week that will be. And what we're trying to do is give you an overview about really what you need to do to get through the week, uh, what you need to know, what's most important about last week. And we encourage all, and I, and I have had people, Brad, I was in an interview this week with a, a candidate for a position at the, uh, the company you and I run. And uh, I was told immediately that uh, this person uh, loved the podcast, wanted to be in the studio audience. Um, listen to it religiously every week and has no other news source whatsoever canceled his or her subscription. I'm not going to identify gender because it's inappropriate to uh, the local Dallas paper, cancel the subscription to Barron's, the big um, financial publication, mm-hmm. and just relies on our show to, uh, to, to gain all knowledge about what's going on in the world outside. And, and I think that's critically important. Buddy, that is the most accurately and efficiently informed person in Dallas. There's no clutter. They just they just have what they need to know. They don't have any extra nonsense from the paper or the barons. It's perfect. For those of you who listen to us uh, on the uh, on the podcast, whether it be on Salem uh, or on uh, any other place you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, the the Google the Spotify or wherever, uh, remember to uh, subscribe, rate and review and then recommend us to a friend because we are starting to take off like gangbusters, like a case of monkeypox that has just fallen upon a person. We are uh, we are just sort of covering all of the uh, flesh area with our uh, our knowledge and with our uh, our pertinent information. And then, of course, Brad, people can learn more about our show on our website, IPFrequently.com, uh, and they can follow us on the InstaFace at IP underscore frequently. So first, every week, we start with the two most important news items of the week. When you are running a hardware store or a gas station or a local mini mart, for that matter, in the U.S. or beyond, 
These are the two things you need to know. These are the two things you need to be prepared for as you fill out your scratch paper with things we instruct you to parrot back to your coworkers at the water cooler, the coffee machine, or wherever you uh, congregate at work, if you're allowed to at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the important point. Yeah. So this week, Brad, of course, number one, we've got the ramifications continuing uh, to fall out uh, regarding the uh, the big Trump raid, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, where they took uh, some files from uh, from uh, the uh, the uh, Trump uh, Southern White House, uh, very tropical Southern White House, by the way, lovely, um, and also some Gorder medication, and I believe. A, uh, a pair of uh, Melania Trump, former First Lady uh, Melania Trump's pantyhose. Um, we are now learning more about this. The FBI took like 11 boxes of stuff from that locked room at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, but what uh, is happening, at least seems to be happening, is if you look at some of the poll numbers over the past couple of weeks, it seems like this is something that's having a reverse effect. More people are um, uh, supporting uh, the uh, former president. It seems like his poll numbers are going up. He's raised a ton of money uh, for his political campaigns or otherwise um, uh, on this FBI raid. And he continues to go on his truth social media platform, uh, just just attacking the FBI, attacking the Justice Department, calling this a banana republic. And it's starting to resonate with people. Now, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to get over 50% of the vote. I think that's probably very unlikely, but it does seem to be uh, setting in motion a lot of the same, uh, a lot of the same um, uh, uh, things that were in place in 2016 when he beat Hillary Clinton. And, uh, you know, that's something for those of us who think we need to move on from both the crazy people on the left and Joe Biden and uh, some of the people on the far right and uh, uh, Trump with some of the election messaging that they've, they've come out with. It, it, It sort of frustrates those people and, and, and maybe is a big step back from people wanting to move on from both of these cats. Which would be a good idea, buddy. I mean, I don't think anyone in their right mind who is not committed to a radical fundamentalist position on either the right or the left would agree with that, right? The vast majority of Americans just want to be adequately and effectively governed, right? I mean, no one is, well, I won't say no one. There's always somebody out there. But most people do not want, you know, the government in their bedroom. Most people do not want their taxes increased so that we can spend it on some ridiculous form of a Green New Deal. Most people just want the government to do the things that only the government can do, provide for the common good, et cetera, et cetera. And we're not going to get there until we get rid of the crazy people on both the right and the left. And, you know, with respect to this warrant. We talked about this a little bit last week. I mean, was there justification for the warrant? Almost assuredly, yes. Remember, all you need to get a search warrant is probable cause that you will find evidence that will support the commission of a crime. Okay, that, that, that's it. Just probable cause, just, just a good, reasonable idea that you might find it. And if you think you might find formerly or even currently classified information in the records of a former president, you will be right 100% of the time, no matter who that president is. And the mere fact that the Bureau only took 11 boxes of documents out of that house, don't think that sounds like a lot. I mean, I have been on warrants where we have filled rider trucks 
with boxes of documents. So 11 boxes is not a lot of stuff on most search warrants. Okay, so that's not a huge haul. Don't, you know, start to think to yourself, man, 11 boxes. So the idea that you could have probable cause to find classified information in a former president's records, 100%, right? So is the Justice Department justified in getting a search warrant? Sure, they could do that to any president they wanted to. Was it a good idea? No, it was a terrible idea, simply because of what it represents in our form of government. It was politically motivated. There's no question about it. And it is going to backfire, right? But unfortunately, Trump, for those of you who may be big Trump folks, cannot keep his act together either. I mean, as he said initially, they didn't you know, find anything classified. Then he said, well, you know, if they did, I, I had declassified. I mean, it's just he can't take a position either. And so that's all you need to know, buddy. You've got the left on the one hand using the Justice Department for political purposes. There's no question about it. That's a terrible idea in our form of government. And then you've got Trump who is handed a golden ticket to be able to position himself well because of this. And, and he can't do it either. So someplace we got to find somebody else, buddy, someone a little more centrist to take the reins. Good luck with that. And, and, you know, it begs the question, though. It does beg the question. When you had those rider trucks, did you actually have to go rent those things? And yeah. If so did yes. you get the gas option or did you fill up before you drive? I, I never rented them personally. But, yeah, you got to the case agent will go out and, you know, rent these trucks if you need them. It's all it's a, part of the process. Interesting. It's, it's an interesting process. And, and meanwhile, you've got this one you know, this this craziness on the one hand, which, by the way, is like that TV show, as we've talked about, right, where you keep on every time you think it's over, they come up with something new, right? With Trump, it's the primaries, and then he, uh, you know, the, the Access Hollywood tape, and then he brought Steve Bannon in, and then he did the thing with the Native Americans, then he gets COVID, I mean, all this stuff, right? And then, you know, just when you think it's starting to quiet down, his they, they, Biden goes and raids his his uh, his uh, his place in Florida, and now Trump is on the rise again. And then you know, it it, it sets up Biden, Trump too, which no one, I mean, no one in their right mind wants to see. Granted, it'll be entertaining as hell. I'm not going to lie, but it's sort of like seeing Muhammad Ali fight, uh, you know, uh, Joe Frazier in 1987. No, no one needs to see that. And meanwhile, you've got. We've already talked about the inflation issues. Um, over the past few weeks. But if you just look at foreign policy and what's happening in this in this world, you know, we're on the edge of war with Russia. We've got uh, a terrible situation brewing uh, with China and Taiwan that we just continue to fan the flames of as we send nitwits like Nancy Pelosi over to Taiwan in an ill-advised trip that's sort of heightening those tensions. And, you know, your favorite uh, statesman, Brad, this past week, Henry Kissinger, has come out and warned that because of the lack of attention um, that the Biden administration is paying to these crucial bilateral relations, uh, you know, we're on the edge of war, war with China, too, in Taiwan, and we're just ratcheting up the rhetoric. Meanwhile, this administration is more focused on the former president's Gorder medication and his wife's pantyhose. Well, old Hank Kissinger, I mean, if you know him, as I do, he prefers to be called Hank, is not wrong, right? And, and I, I mean, I, I understand that you can't keep a private citizen from traveling. And so if Nancy Pelosi wants to go to Taiwan, but you certainly can keep her from representing the United States. Now, she was able to fill 
her childhood fantasy of finally going to the country where if she dug a hole deep enough in the beach, she would have arrived there anyway. She, you know, very giddily informed our Asian friends and partners over there that she just perceives their country to be, you know, the country you can dig a hole to. Um, How Biden allowed that to happen, how the Democratic Party allowed that to happen, how Congress allowed that to happen for her to go over and represent the United States as the Speaker of the House, third in command of the United States, I have no idea, but it is a problem, bud, because again, diplomacy is difficult. I'm not a huge fan of the State Department, even when I was working for the government. A lot of folks in the State Department that I didn't I didn't agree with. In fairness, a lot of folks I did. There's some certainly some good foreign service officers. But it that, you know, doing diplomacy, trying to get another culture who thinks very differently from you, has a very different worldview from yours, to understand what you're doing, to realize how it can be beneficial to both sides to cooperate is a very difficult business. And sending, as you most appropriately called her, a nitwit over to Taiwan to just run her soup coolers saying the stupidest things is very detrimental to that delicate art of diplomacy. And our administration can't seem to figure that out. The Betty White update is sort of a segment where we talk about celebrities in trouble. Of course, Betty White was not in trouble until you jinxed her uh, prior to New Year's and said, I think, thank God she's still with us. And of course, that led her to pass, I believe, minutes before her 110th birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Could be. I I don't recall all the specifics around that, but I am willing to accept whatever responsibility is due to me. Correct. Correct. And and one day the kids in law school, young men and women and uh, folks who don't identify with a gender will be studying the causation between what you said and uh, Betty White's uh, untimely demise. And, and they'll make the ultimate call there. Not not us. But this week, Brad, of course, um, we uh, you know, there are these great uh, conventions, the Comic Cons all over the all over the um the country. And, and I believe you and I have attended a number of those over the years, signing autographs and also as fans of the Star Wars or the, or the Ninja Turtles or the Ninja Kids, whatever it is. Uh, but this week, of course, and, and I believe we're invited to these events all the time. This week was Monster Mania, uh, Brad, in uh, Cherry Hill, um, uh, Pennsylvania, which hmm. is, of course, one of the suburbs of Philadelphia uh, at the, the Doubletree Hotel. And, and of course, we missed it this year because uh, we were, I believe, at the Hershey, Pennsylvania, at the Hershey Park. But Monster Mania brings about many D-list celebrities uh, and, and folks in costumes and, and uh, wizards, mm-hmm. warlocks, that type of thing. Uh, this year, of course, uh, among the D-list celebrities was the great Gary Busey, who, of course, a great uh, character actor. I believe he was in Gone with the Wind, among other things. Um, Gary Busey showed up to sign autographs and talk about his filmography, if you will. And he was promptly hauled away by police and charged with two counts of fourth degree criminal sexual contact uh, and one count of attempted criminal sexual contact and another count of harassment, all emanating from his booth, the Moosey booth at uh, Monster Mania, uh, where he was a featured guest at the fan convention. Um, and uh, I guess uh, they had four women come forward because of 
I guess, unwanted touching. And the police uh, have said that they have about two dozen other women who were in contact with the great actor Gary Busey uh, during the uh, during the uh, the program. So, uh, again, Brad, it looks like these Comic-Con events are going a little bit icky balooky. But um, uh, I, I guess the question is, do you think this is something that uh, uh, Gary Busey can overcome? Well, buddy, you'd like to think so. I, I didn't realize Gary Busey was still alive. I mean, it has to have been somewhere between 130 and 150 years since that guy was in a movie that was worth watching. Mm-hmm. So I guess you do sort of have to tip your cap to the fact that he was invited to any sort of get together beyond, you know, like a local bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. But I don't. So he had a booth there. Mm-hmm. Gary, the Gary Busey gun. I don't know what Gary Busey has to do with monsters other than you know some of the monstrous failures his movies have been but so he was accused of fourth degree criminal sexual contact which would lead one to believe that there are at least three degrees of criminal sexual contact beyond that and then you know more serious crimes such as sexual assault rape etc that would be beyond that so i guess you do have to kind of ask yourself what constitutes fourth degree criminal sexual contact mm-hmm. but it does sound like whatever that is gary <laughs> was very very busy at performing it in his booth it's it sounds like that's right. The police said, and I quote, it was about contact and appropriate contact. It was about the touching. And and of course, we'll continue to monitor Gary Busey's career too. I do believe Under Siege 3 will be coming out this uh the, the maybe later on this summer. Well, one can uh, only hope. One can only hope. I mean, you can only imagine what that's gonna bring. Next, Brad, a big update on the metaverse. Um of course, the metaverse is the place where a lot of people go in this dangerous time, right? This time where it's difficult to go out of your home. Um, there are a lot of scary things in the world. And one of the things that the metaverse uh, allows people to do is sort of live in an alternate reality and um, you know, sort of improve themselves, improve on their daily lives and, uh, and you know, otherwise succeed where they're not. And so this week, Brad, and of course, the metaverse is the brainchild of the great Mark Zuckerberg, the head of the InstaFace. And um, uh, this week, big updates to the metaverse. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg rolled out this new um, virtual reality app called Horizon Worlds. Horizon Worlds sounds like a retirement home, but it's where people can go and you can build a house, buy some land, go to the carnival, the park, walk your um, uh, dog avatar. Um, And this week, one one of the criticisms they received, they at the Instaface, when they rolled out the uh, metaverse in the first place was that it seemed to be using graphics from Atari 2600. And so now the graphics have been spruced up. There are Mm -hmm. a lot lot more detail, the sort of 3D imaging. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg is, in fact, um, sort of the guinea pig there. He has uh, rolled out a new set of uh, graphics, a new avatar, if you will, and uh, it's very exciting. And so, for those people that are now going into the um, into the metaverse, wandering into Horizon Worlds, maybe building a new life there, building a family there, mm-hmm. um, you can you can now see that uh, your avatar can be three D, like the avatar of Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, Brad, you can you can also travel the world. I believe he recently traveled to Gay Paris in the metaverse. 
Well, buddy, I, all I can say is good on them. I mean, the you, you have uh, shown me here a, a photo of the upgraded graphics. He does look like even more of a creepy, alarming cartoon than he did previously. Uh, of course, that's accurate. I mean, Zuckerberg is a creepy, alarming-looking human being, mm-hmm. and so I guess you could say he's achieved some success in that respect here in Horizon Worlds. Is there a way that we can just keep him there, where he's just you know sort of trapped in Horizon Worlds and that's it? So if we don't want to go to Horizon Worlds, and I don't, uh, we don't ever have to deal with him again. Is that possible? Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sure you could keep the avatar in, Hawaii, in Horizon Worlds. I'm sure that's possible. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure if it's legal because, of course, that avatar has rights and is probably a U.S. citizen and voted several times in Georgia in the last election. But uh, yeah, so I, the answer is I don't know. I've never been. Have you? No, I, I've never been to any meta universe, let alone the Horizon Worlds, which I completely agree does sound like a retirement community you would find in the south of Florida that would be populated heavily by golf carts and <gasps> salty old men. Um, but you know what? Maybe I, I'm not a marketing guy. Maybe it's the perfect name for it. I, yeah, again, I don't, I, I don't understand what's wrong with the, you know, being in the physical universe other than the things that people do in the physical universe and you're going to find people at least the cartoon version of them in any other made-up universe and so my guess is you're going to wind up with similar jackassery and problems so i'll just stay here i think you know buddy it's a classic example of the devil you know i i'm, I'm familiar with this universe i think i'll just stay here touche that's a good that's a good point it seems like people should probably learn to live in the real world as opposed to the uh the um as opposed Horizon, to creating Horizon additional worlds. worlds that they could just screw up. Yeah. Right. I mean, the moment you put Mark Zuckerberg into any artificial world, you have screwed it up and, you know, you're getting what's coming to you. Correct. Next, Brad, we always like to take a look. We'd like to take a minute and sort of take a look at the international stage. And of course, we've got war ravaging uh, the uh, Ukraine right now. Uh, bombs being detonated in Moscow and St. Petersburg, uh, problems in the Middle East with the oil production and, uh, of course, the uh, Chinese uh, military excursions into Taiwan and the Taiwanese uh, um, airspace. Um, but, Brad, when it comes to when it comes to international relations, um, it's important to sort of uh, look for government that is for the people, by the people. And uh, earlier today, you talked about the fact that most people don't want the government in your bedroom. Uh, Not the Finns, my friend, not the Finns. And I mean, Finland, the prime minister of Finland, Sana Marin, Sana Marin, 36-year-old Sana Marin, was caught on video this week dancing at four in the morning in what appeared to be a... um, uh, a rave with a bunch of um, folks who, uh, um, to be charitable, were on drugs, and um, has been called on now by her government to submit to a uh, to a drug test after her wild night on the town. Um, Sarah Mar- Sana Marin is one of these new progressive leaders in Europe. Um, she said nothing inappropriate happened during her night on the town, uh, but she was very very upset, very, very upset, not just upset, um, but very, very upset because the video leaked of her um, doing all this wild partying. And if you haven't seen it, Brad, it's this it's this crazy scene where there's this Finnish 
um, uh, pop star. I believe it's uh, I believe it's like one of the uh, Jonas Brothers dancing with her, and she's just doing this crazy dance. She's on the table. She's running around. It looks like something out of uh, Animal House or. Uh, uh, old school. And um, only in that case, I don't think any of those folks were the prime minister of Finland. Um, and then, and then, you know, she, she's partying, she's hugging people, kissing people. Um, but uh, very, very interesting uh, um, uh, night on the town for the Finnish prime minister. And, uh, you know, an opportunity for Finland to take center stage uh, in this troubled uh, world. Well, but and you know what? To be fair, maybe that was her objective. I mean, Finland doesn't get the press that it probably deserves. I mean, any country that's named after parts of a fish should get more attention. I'm sure her husband, as you know, Mrs. Marin is a married woman who her husband was not in attendance at this not rave, there. was probably a bit taken aback by all the men that she was hugging on and kissing and allowing them to grope her in the midst of this party as the senior government official of an entire country, one that happens to border Russia, by the way, and is therefore strategically important. I don't myself think that this is probably what you're looking for. I always find it amusing when public officials are very, very upset that their public behavior has, has been you know, made public. Uh, because they are public officials. Um, they're not very, very upset that they were out till four in the morning dancing with folks they're not married to and drinking and participating in a rave, mm -hmm. I guess you would call it. Um, very likely drug addled, although she claims to have been the only one there not taking drugs. <laughs> of course, it's questionable uh, you know statement made by her but it, it does why is she not very very embarrassed about her behavior and very very sorry that she did it right? she's just very very sorry that she got caught uh, like many people have been and listen mrs marin if you want to go out and party till four o'clock in the morning god bless you that is your choice you may do it you can let whoever you want touch you in whatever inappropriate manner you desire you can deal with your husband on your own terms we hear it IP frequently could care less about that. Don't care. Uh, but you do have to answer for your behavior when you have chosen to run and accept a public office, particularly one called prime minister. Mm -hmm. So that may be where you want your focus to be. And if you don't want people sort of being taken aback by your behavior, then resign. You can yeah. do that. Step down. This is, a, this is another, if you look at the chessboard, um, obviously, fin Finland, very strategic location. And um, if you're playing chess with Finland, like, say, Vladimir Putin, uh, this is probably something that he will take advantage of. Yeah, no, he can certainly do that. But again, her personal life is her personal life. You and I are not here to judge that. If that's the way she wants to go, she's certainly entitled to do it. But again, if you are a public figure, it should not be shocking to you that your behavior is made public and if you think that might be embarrassing to your professional career stop it finally we've got the rip report lots to report here of course and hesh the uh former wife husband wife of ellen degeneres uh died after a quote cocaine fueled car crash in la pete carroll the legendary princeton basketball coach died i don't believe he was involved in a cocaine-fueled car crash, but he died nonetheless this past week. And then, of course, there is the uh, the whole issue of the dead puppies in Michigan. 
There's a mystery illness in Michigan killing dozens and dozens of puppies only in Michigan. Uh, most of them, if not all of them, but most certainly under the age of two. So far, 30 puppies have died of the, a disease that's unknown uh, as to its origin uh, or its um, uh, you know, sort of description. They do believe it came out of a Wuhan lab. But uh, so far, 30 dogs in Clare County, Michigan have uh, passed away. And the CDC has come out and said, keep your dogs at home. Don't take them to dog parks. Don't walk them. Uh, I'm not sure how they're supposed to relieve themselves, but uh, it's obviously a uh, uh, obviously an issue. Well, buddy, I mean, obviously we're sorry for the loss of Miss Hesh and Coach Carroll. That's terrible. I, I am a little confused, I guess, regarding. So is, is it it's just in one county in Michigan? Has Gretchen Whitmer been in that county? Has anyone checked on that? I believe her broomstick has been in that county. It's on a on a tour, but not her. Well, that's possible. Has the FBI encouraged people in that county to kill the puppies and then arrested them upon their doing so? Has that happened? I believe there is a raid afoot, but uh, nothing more. Nothing more. Not, not yet, anyway. Who knows? I mean, again, it's 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 preliminary. But when thirty puppies die only in a certain county, uh, and they can trace it back to a Wuhan lab, anything's on the table. Well, that's news, my friend. That's big news. Well, Brad, the last few weeks, we've been sort of helping people with their nutrition, right? We've given them some of the information from the recent big stories uh, that help people decide what uh, they should consume, uh, not only in terms of news, but in terms of actual food. And we've helped people give uh, by giving them scores and compasses and different tools. And now what I want to do is talk a little bit about how people actually use those tools to their own benefit. So, um, yeah, as you know, the former advisor to the president, Jared Kushner, uh, son-in-law to Donald Trump, married to Ivanka Trump, um, is uh, in the news. He's writing a new memoir uh, about his time in the uh, in the White House. There are a lot of great stories in there about uh, um, you know all the successes and other things that happened in the uh, White House. But one of the things that I thought was telling is that um, you know the, the Jared Kushner and his his wife and the brothers-in-law and all the kids I and mean, they were worried about Trump because he got diagnosed with COVID. And remember, he remember that that he was in the hospital for a couple of days and came back, got up on the the balcony and he took his mask off, sort of a ceremonial yes. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he still had COVID, of course, but yeah. took it off. Um, well, Jared Kushner in this tell-all book uh, revealed that. The, the way he knew that the president had turned the corner and uh, was able to uh, rebound and was going to recover is when at Walter Reed Medical Center, he uh, demanded to be brought his favorite meal. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Uh, his favorite meal, of course, Brad, a McDonald's Big Mac, a McDonald's filet of fish two large fries and a vanilla shake. And when he ordered that and consumed that and he held it down, uh, Kushner wrote that he knew that uh, the Donald was on the road to recovery. Yeah. The Donald was back. Yeah. I, I, I will be fascinated to see this book. I mean, Jared Kushner is all of 17 years old. So I, I can't imagine it gets much beyond four chapters when you're writing a memoir at that age, but he certainly I'm sure has some stories to tell from the White House. I wonder how his father-in-law feels about that. But as is always the case with the Donald, you don't have to wonder for long because he's going to find some public venue in which to just, you know, let his mouth run 
in a completely uninhibited and unfiltered fashion. And so I'm sure once the book comes out shortly thereafter, we will know how the Donald feels about it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. And of course, he is a big proponent of the uh, the fast food. Remember a couple of years ago, he had the national championship team. I don't know if it was LSU or Alabama. And, and he, he just had like a table filled with like hundreds, if not thousands of different fast food items for them. And they rolled in and they enjoyed themselves. And uh, what I understand from Kushner's book is the reason, one of the reasons, other than the taste, obvious, and look and feel, that uh, the president, uh, former president, loves fast food is because he's paranoid about someone poisoning him. And he thinks the random nature of uh, the way that fast food is doled out at the drive through windows is such that would prevent him from being poisoned by someone dropping you know, some Drano or something into his uh, Big Mac. Well, Drano could only improve a Big Mac. So I'm not sure that the president's strategy, while I understand the strategy, the idea that you know there's a, a, a many almost identical random items and you take one, it's unlikely that you'll take the one uh, that is bad or was intended to poison someone. So I, I get the strategy, but when you're already eating poison um, because it has come from a McDonald's and you're sort of, that's a self-defeating approach, right? So if you could find actually healthy, reasonably edible randomized food, that would be probably a better approach. But of course, you screwed the whole thing up now, or Kushner has, because you know if you work at a McDonald's, and you get an order for a Big Mac, a filet of fish, two large fries, and a vanilla shake, well, you know that the former president is behind that. And if you were of a mind to poison him, you could do it. Yep, I think that's right. But I, I do think in terms of food choices, it's sort of like a surf and turf, right? You get the, you get the, the Big Mac, you get the filet of fish, you get your dairy box checked with the vanilla shake, and then you get your veggies there, you get your fries. But it's a surf and turf that has been arranged in a backwater eddy of a third world country. So, you know, may not be the direction you want to go in terms of consuming your food. Yeah, I think that's, uh, again, possibly right. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, again, he's, he is the, uh, the art of the deal, Brad. I, I think that's all you need to say about that. Uh, next, Brad, it looks like, um, one of the one of the great things that's happening and, and what we like to talk about is the impact of the Biden administration and the woke agenda. And it looks like some of the woke policies of the Biden agenda are starting to take shape. Of course, uh, the president talked a lot about the fact that uh, employers need to be more um, diverse. They needed to be more um, empathetic when it comes to different employee groups. And also with their labor department having a radical communist as its secretary, um, the, uh, the Biden administration has been very pro-union. And this has led to a spike, a spike in union uh, election petitions that is almost triple from what it was during the Trump administration, even double from what it was a year ago during the Biden administration. And what's happening is it seems like a number of um, employee groups are popping up in the most woke uh, companies in the country, like Google. You see over and over again, people um, 
forming unions at different Google uh, shops. You see people forming unions at Starbucks, at Amazon, at Trader Joe's. Um, and so more and more, a lot of these woke policies that people talked about in sort of a pie in the sky um, uh, fashion during the campaign are now coming home to roost as these sort of um, you know next generation of workers, the folks who are in their um, 20s and the millennials and all that stuff are starting to join the uh, the uh, the workforce and and I give you um, a couple of examples. One is you've seen two recent Google um, unions pop up. One in Kansas City by a fiber group that's sort of laying fiber across the country uh, so that Google can serve ads in remote pockets of the country. And then also, Brad, the Star Garden in. Uh, Hollywood, California. The Star Garden, of course, is a topless dive bar in North Hollywood. The uh, strippers at the dive bar have fired with the National Labor Relations Board seeking to uh, form a union and associate with the Actors' Equity Association, which is a big actors group headed by uh, the likes of woke actors like uh, George Clooney and I believe Mandy Patinkin. Uh, So, Brad, it seems like uh, a lot of these companies that supported the Biden administration are getting what they deserve in uh, the form of a bunch of millennials who don't want to work, want to unionize, and want gold-level benefits. Yeah, that is the environment that we have created. You cannot be told that you're wrong. You just get to have it. It's a big union boom, and that's what you get. And maybe, just maybe, you'll see people uh, uh, think twice uh, before they put these untested people into uh uh, very important positions, right? Um, like the Labor Department. Next, Brad, a lot of these union people live in Berkeley, California. Berkeley has recently seen a spike in folks unionizing, in particular at Google, uh, where more unions pop up every day. Well, what we see now, Brad, is the fact that um, while these people are at work looking for a safe haven through the form of a union, when they go back to their um, apartments or their condominiums, they are subjected to downright uh, hatred and animosity. And so these co-ops are forced to deal with it. And so recently, Brad, in Berkeley, California, uh, one co-op has started to sort of blaze a trail uh, to wokeness by banning banning white people from common areas in the co-op. Uh, these are even people that own their own condominium there. They are banning white people from common areas to, quote, avoid white violence and the uh, presence of white people. Um, And so uh, what they require is that people who uh, live there have to declare their race when they move in. And also visitors, Brad, are forced to sign a, uh, a piece of paper declaring their race. And if they're white people, they're immediately banned and barred from the common areas. Well, that makes perfect sense. I mean, nothing could combat racism and nothing will combat racism like more ill-founded racism. I mean, obviously, any the first white person who goes to the courts and challenges this is, of course, going to win. You cannot do that. Um, but my guess is, is that you will find a lot of for sale signs in that condominium department or apartment or building or whatever the case may be. And it will eventually become a, you know, undesirable location to live because the bottom will fall out of the market for those condos and that'll be that. So they'll, uh, they'll get again, what they wished for. 
Uh, next, Brad, I give you uh, the uh, uh, town of uh, Becker, South Carolina, and actually the enclave of Sun City, uh, South Carolina, which is just named for Boris Becker, former correct, who's now in jail and tax crimes. That's correct. Um, yeah, but uh, but Becker, Sun City, Hilton Head area. Um, is a great place. And, and look, we always like to talk about the fact that um, we have these uh, horrible tragedies that befall people. Like, remember the guy that fell into the porridge? Yes, that yeah, was Kareem, a horrible tragedy. Kareem yeah. something or other. Um, well, this, this, this past week, Brad, an elderly woman, um, actually her name is Nancy Becker, which is kind of ironic. Maybe yeah. the town's not Becker after all, um, was spotted um, walking down a street um, with her, her puppy, she was spotted by someone who called the authorities and said that they saw her wandering down the street near a, quote, giant alligator. Uh, the 88-year-old Nancy Becker was walking her dog and appeared to be consumed by the um, uh, the alligator. It's the fourth. Confirmed- Ms. Becker or the dog? Well, I believe it's Ms. Becker. Um, it's the fourth confirmed fatal alligator attack in the U.S. this year. Who would have known? Um, but uh, they were uh, able to finally recover parts of her body. Um, I, I'm not sure how they didn't find the uh, the alligator, but it seems like uh, this is a, a tragedy that could have been avoided if what we had done is uh, sort of didn't allow her out of her house. I guess. Well, so certainly not near giant alligators. That is unfortunate, buddy. That is a shocking tale. I do not like to hear of people being consumed by alligators, uh, no matter where they were. I do applaud her choice not to walk her dog in Michigan, uh, which apparently would result in its almost instantaneous death. Although, if you compare that with um, you know, being eaten by an alligator, I might, you know, I might roll the dice and walk my dog through Michigan. Yeah. Well, listen, this alligator was identified finally. They finally found it. I believe it had whatever shoes in his mouth identified as a nine foot, eight inch male uh, named Morty, which was eventually captured uh, from the pond and, uh, and killed. And now, now listen, Morty pales in comparison to the 19 foot, two inch uh, record holding alligator that was found in Louisiana Bayou country back in 1890, Brad. Yes. I think that's, uh, I think that's correct on all counts. Um, but again, our advice here at IP Frequently is to stay away from any and all alligators, small, large, medium, male, female, happy, unhappy, crocodile tears, no crocodile tears. It doesn't matter. You want to stay away from the alligators. And for the person who uh, was you know, kind enough to get their cell phone out and go through the vigorous effort of dialing 911 when reporting the woman near the alligator, you may want to take the extra step of actually maybe yelling out or for that, even yeah. running across the street and grabbing the woman. And I realize that we all need to be as focused on ourselves as we can possibly be in this day and age. And so therefore it was probably uh, the most effort that person put in during the day to get out their cell phone device and press three numbers and say, hey, there's a woman about to be eaten by an alligator. Someone might want to do something. Certainly not me. Um, but the, how about, uh, how about just, how about just look out for the alligator? Yeah, sort of like a uh, sort of like a left tackle does when he's been beaten on a bull rush. 
Yeah. The, the throwing Duck. what my the football coach used to call the lookout block. Look out! Uh, yeah, if you could have even thrown a lookout block for that poor woman, that would have been nice. But again, I you know I realize that this is a miserable country to live in, and that you know we cannot be sparing time for our our friends, our neighbors, the other folks around us. We got to focus on ourselves. We got to take care of ourselves. We need to be in a position to complain vigorously if our wishes are not being granted. So I understand why you might do no more than dial your phone. But you know, just as a public service announcement, I think we're required by the FCC, or maybe it's the F. FAA, I, I, I get the government organizations confused to do public service announcements, at least throw the lookout block when you can. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's it. I think we need to be very clear about that, that, uh, um, you know, if, 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 if it's possible to tell somebody like, watch out for that big bowl of porridge, you're going to fall in it, like something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, things of that nature. Uh, we could you can just practice, you can almost, you know, almost every gives you an opportunity to, you know, be assistive to another human being. And if you're, you know, if you're scared, if you think they might invade your safe space, if you interact with them, or that they might be suffering from white rage, I can understand why you might not want to actually interact. But just, you know, just throw the lookout block. Hey, there's a meteorite. See, it's not, uh, it's not hard. You, 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 every one of us can do it. Yep, I think that's exactly right, Brad. And uh, listen, We've um, once again taken our, our listeners on an important journey this week. We encourage everyone to continue to repeat what we say and count down the minutes until next week's episode. Right here on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome. Welcome.